Welcome back to the show, everyone. It's Dina Calmetta here and Susan Davis with Jesus 24-7. And today we're going to conclude the series of spiritual gifts. Susan, are you there? Yes, I am. Thank you. Thank you so much for uh, teaching us today and, and sharing with us today. So maybe you can um, go into a little bit more detail of exactly what we're going to talk about today. Well, this is a conclusion of a series that we've been doing on spiritual giftings. And if you'd like, we very much invite you to go back and check out our prior videos on, we did one on tongues, we did one on interpretation, we have one on uh, dreams, one on visions, one on prophecy, and then today's we're wrapping it up with some of the loose ends that we want to, you know, pull this all together. And if you'll note, the exciting thing we have done on this particular series is we haven't just talked about spiritual gifts per se. We actually talk about God's purpose for the spiritual gifts. Amen. So I'd love for you to go back and watch the prior videos so that you can get a better understanding about how spiritual gifts work and why they're still relevant for today. And they're not a, a has-been idea. They can't be a has-been idea uh, because the scripture wouldn't make sense if they were. And so you'll see that as we go through the various teachings that we do. And so I'd like to kick this one off with some scripture. And Dina is going to throw this up on the screen for us, and you can read along. It's in uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through, um, I think we're going to go through 11. Let's take a look at this. Uh, now there are varieties of gifts, but the same spirit. And there are varieties of ministries and the same Lord. There are varieties of effects, but the same God who works all things and all persons. But to each one is given the manifestation of the spirit for the common good. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit and to another word of knowledge, according to the same spirit, to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one spirit and to another the effecting of miracles and to another prophecy and to another the distinguishing of spirits and to another various kinds of tongues and to another the interpretation of tongues but one and the same spirit works all these things distributing to each one individually just as he wills okay so this is a very important section of the bible with regards to spiritual giftings so we can see there's a variety of gifts. We've touched on several. We're going to kind of hit on a few more today as we wrap up this great series. And I'm going to do just a reminder of the purpose of all these gifts, which are given by the Holy Spirit. No one can give a gift to himself. Right, Dina? <laughs> That's right. It has to come from God. Exactly. And so that's where we are with this. A lot of people get all stressed out because they don't have a particular gift and they're feeling like they're out of the loop with the church. Other people around them have gifts like maybe speaking in tongues and they don't have that. And I'm telling you, don't worry about it. If God wants you to have it, he will give it to you and he will give it to you in his perfect timing. And so I'm asking people to go back to that particular video on tongues and watch that. You'll get some understanding on the timing of God giving gifts. 
but for practical purposes, we're going to move forward, and I'm just going to do a quickie review on the purpose of the spiritual gifts, because honestly, I wouldn't even want to cover this topic if I couldn't talk about the purpose of them. It wouldn't, it would just be senseless. So let's take a look at God's purpose for these spiritual gifts. Dina, if you could put this scripture up, we're going to look at it. It's 1 Corinthians 2.13 through, and I believe 15. So read along with me, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judgeth all things, yet he himself is judged of no man." So essentially, what happens is when it says that the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, we're talking about the people who have not made a full surrender to the Lord. And when I say full surrender, I mean giving it all to the Lord. Now, a partial surrender puts you in the category of lukewarm. Okay, so you're like one of those virgins in Matthew 25 that ha- doesn't have a full oil lamp. You got a little oil, but you don't have the full lamp. And then we have the other five virgins who have those full lamps, and they're the ones that get to go through the door when the bridegroom comes, and the others, they're left out standing in the cold because their lamps aren't full. And so that is applicable to this section right here that I just read, because if you don't have the fullness of the Holy Spirit, then you're not going to get this at all. You're not going to receive this information at all. You're going to be outside of it. It's not going to make any sense to you. It's going to be like foolishness to you. In fact, you're going to be unhappy with it because you're not operating in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. That's why we really need for you to consider going full board with God, not messing around. And like we've said in past videos, if you're on the fence, let me tell you, Satan owns the fence. That's right. So, no fence sitting allowed. But back to the scripture. So it says, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Now, what are the spiritual things in this passage? Those spiritual things are the spiritual gifts. And so God uses a spiritual gift confirmed with another spiritual gifting to teach, to confirm and to give a revelation. And so please go back to our prior videos for you know more detail on this. We even give an example in the Bible of how God utilizes this teaching. And I just want to also add that when you're reading any book, if you don't have the author and his understanding of the book he wrote, you're going to be limited in your understanding of that book. And so, basically, it's the same for the Bible. If we don't get with the Holy Spirit in in a full surrender, we are not going to be able to see through his eyes. And therefore, then, we have a diminished understanding of the Bible. And, you know, I can't imagine why people would want to continue reading that book with a diminished understanding of it. To me, that would, that's just basically a waste of your time. That's right. So don't you want 
to get the key that unlocks the door that leads to all of the understanding of it, I think you should. And, and what that's going to take is to really get into a full relationship with the Lord. And oh, by the way, there's a nice little side package that goes with doing that. You get to go into heaven. <laughs> so uh, I highly recommend you consider this strongly. And uh, in the rapture. And, and, in the, and potentially in the rapture. But you want to be ready for anything at any moment. That's right. Because things are happening out there and people are, you know, dying in their sins without warning. And so we've got to get ready now. And um, anyway, so that's that on that scripture. But in the prior story, scripture we were reading we saw that healing dina was one of the spiritual giftings that's right and some people operate in that gift and can pray over people and healing comes but it's kind of to me like when you are operating in the fullness of the holy spirit i feel that a christian can be involved in deliverance i believe if you're really close to the lord there's no reason that you christian the bride of christ cannot be involved in deliverance amen now some people have deliverance ministries and that's their focus okay and i would say that the focus that i'm involved in is not deliverance although i have spoken about deliverance many times and i have been involved in deliverances some people that's just the calling that they have on their life right that's right but the same is for healing some people just have a calling for that and uh, god works with them and has given them that unique and amazing gift of healing and it's right in the bible it's not just a great thought. It's actually written in the Bible that this is a spiritual gift. But again, like I said before, I believe that Christians can lay hands on people and be involved in healing, even if that's not your focus, your focus all the time. I'll tell you this, just a quick testimony. I've had several people on Facebook Mm -hmm. on YouTube, on, yeah. on different social media, I would post a prayer request for healing for somebody. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. with all of us praying together, that person was healed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is it. I mean, it is, it is a gift from God. There is no question. And so it's a spiritual gift, and you can pray for it. There's nothing wrong with that. And you can also pray for people. I had a situation one time where I was getting closer and closer to the Lord. My son was young, very young. <laughs> he was so young that when he was little in his bedroom, he came down with a very high temperature in the middle of the night. And he was having all these things that go along with it, the headache and just, you know, how you feel bad when you have a really high fever. Mm-hmm. And so he came into our bedroom and he crawls in bed with us and tells us how sick he is, you know, and yeah, he's cooking. Okay. He's hot. I didn't, I did not even need to get a thermometer out. <laughs> I could tell that the child was suffering and I'll never forget what happened next. Okay. For one thing, I was tired. I was so tired. I was like, oh, you know, why can't these things happen in the middle of the day? You know, it's gotta be <laughs> like when you're, you know, half asleep. But nevertheless, I spoke to the Lord 
And I said these words. I said, as your servant, Lord, I would think you would want me to ask you for help. Aw, <laughs> I love that. Well, here's what happened. Immediate healing. Wow. I mean, my son, I felt him, and he went from broiling hot to no temperature. Praise God. And I, and he even said, I mean, he, he even spoke out. He goes, I feel better. He, he literally spoke out those words. I feel good. And I was like, wow. That's a miracle. That's a miracle. It was. it was a miracle because I did not give him any meds or anything like you normally would. I called a nurse friend of mine the next day because he didn't get the fever back. It was literally gone. And I called her and I said, I told her what happened. I described the scene. I go, is that normal? Does that happen? Is that possible even? And she said, no, not at all. She <laughs> said, normally a fever has to come down slowly. It diminishes, but it never just goes away. And it does sort of remind me of the scripture in the Bible where Jesus prayed over somebody's mother-in-law and she just caught up and started working in the kitchen like nothing was ever wrong with her peter's peter's mother-in-law okay thank you thank you so I, it was just like that it was amazing and so i think you could call that a healing <laughs> you know that is a healing and a miracle absolutely yeah it was really really great so there was another occasion that I remember about healing that was really fantastic. And it was really more of a word of, started out like a word of knowledge kind of thing. Okay, I was at a retreat, a Christian retreat, and there was a group of people and we were all gathered together and we would often pray for each other. And I was praying over a woman. She was a sister of someone I knew, and I had never met her before. And so I was praying over her, and the Lord gave me a word of knowledge. And now remember, I don't know her at all or her circumstance. And I said something to her like, does the word shoes mean anything to you? Because the Holy Spirit gave me the word shoes. And she said, oh, yeah, she said that she felt that that word was because she needed to buy herself a new pair of shoes. And she was looking to do that. But here's why. She had this huge boil, like oh, wow. sore, on the side of her foot that mm -hmm. was, I mean, I want to say that it was like a, a good bit of a golf ball size, okay? Mm -hmm. The thing was growing, and over a course of a year or more, she'd had this, and it was to the point where she needed new shoes because of it. Wow. Yeah, she was in discomfort, and I knew nothing about this. And I said, well, evidently God wants us to pray over your foot, your, your, you know, your ankle. So the whole room got together, and we stood around at all of us, and we prayed over her. Now, here's the amazing thing. The next day, that thing had reduced enormously. It was not there at all. It was just practically gone. Look at God. And so you see that thing had been in development for over a year, causing her discomfort. And it was not long after that that it, it just completely went away. Praise God. 
And so that was a miracle. And it was an example of a comparing a spiritual thing with the spiritual. Word of knowledge. Yeah, the first one was the word of knowledge. And then the second was the healing. So basically, the Lord was bringing it out that he wanted us to pray for her. And that's how he brought it to our attention. So I think that's really amazing. But it's a great example of how the Lord teaches and gives us revelation, by the way. Amen. So let's go forward, though, and talk about another one of these spiritual gifts in 1 Corinthians passage that we read earlier. And so one of those gifts is about the discerning of spirits. Actually, the word is distinguishing of spirits, which is discernment, I believe. And so we need to talk about discerning of spirits. It's a gift. It's a gift, Dina. Yes, and it is. I really think this is a gift that all Christians, I don't care who you are, should be praying for now. Absolutely. Because Oh, yeah, there's so much evil going on in the world, and there's so many false prophets and so much false prophecy. A lot of deception. A lot of deception, false teachings, false ministries, false churches, you know, cult-like churches, and things that are just, wow. It's like, wow. (laughs) And, you know, I always say it's like the Wild West of Christianity out there. It truly um, is, especially right now. And it is on social media, too, because, boy, you just don't know what you're dealing with when you're talking to various people on social medias. I have a quick story. Okay. Before I started what I'm doing now, YouTubes and stuff, I worked for a ministry online. And I was actually leader of three different types of groups in this ministry. And one of my jobs was to work on several different Facebook pages for Uh this particular ministry. Great ministry, great people. And, um, you know, there would come people that would try to um, get onto a page and become an admin, you know, to help out with moderating comments and, you know, uh, posts Uh and things like that. So this one person came and they said that they wanted to be an admin of this particular page. Now this page had, I want to say, close to a million people on this page. And I was, I wasn't, um, I don't know what it was about this person at first, but they just, and I, you know, was just their picture on their, you know, their profile. And it it just rubbed me wrong. I, I, there was something that wasn't right. So I went to um, one of the gals that I worked with and I told her, I said, you know, I really don't think that we should have this person managing this huge page. And Uh she was like, well, you know, I I think they're okay. I think they're all right. And I was like, "I I really highly, you know, I just, and then I went to that person's profile and there was nothing on the page about Jesus. Not one thing. And, um, like for me, if you're going to talk, you know, if you're going to want to be part of a ministry, you're going to have a Bible scripture. You're going to have something on your page about God. Right, right. So I strongly discouraged them, but this person was allowed to be this admin. So was what happened was they were hackers and they hacked the page 
and they didn't only hack that page. I believe they hacked another page because they're all interlinked. Mm-hmm. And um, they were, the owners were locked out of this page for uh, several days. Wow. So I believe wow. that was distinguishing, discerning the spirits. I knew oh, right. immediately right. that this person was, uh, they had nefarious reasons. They didn't really. There you go. Yeah. And so, yes, the Holy Spirit will put a prompting on your heart. He will check your spirit. He will show you things, lead you to things to alert you about problems having to do with the spirits. If you're reading something that's false and then the Holy Spirit will take you to the truth in the Bible, not soon after you've read that, it's no coincidence. God is like all about truth. Amen. And bringing you to truth and what's right and what's wrong and that sort of thing. And so basically distinguishing of spirits or discernment of spirits, it's really about recognizing the Holy Spirit versus all other evil spirits. Okay. That's right. In- including spirits by name, which can be anger, lying, bitterness, unforgiveness, fear, diseases, addiction, lust. And within the churches now, it can be religious spirits, which is very much like what Jesus had to contend with, with the Pharisees. And hey, those guys are still around, you know, not the (laughs) Pharisees, but those spirits that were in them, they're still out there creating a lot of havoc right now. There are I think they're like denominational spirits, and there are Jezebel spirits, and I can talk a little bit about Jezebel. A lot of people talk about Jezebel. Uh, She was a villain in the Old Testament, if you've ever gotten in there and read about her and her husband Ahab, and she was one nasty woman, okay? (laughs) She had a horrible end, too, because she was so wicked. Oh, yeah, and God gave her a chance to repent, and she wouldn't. She wouldn't repent, and so she had a bad ending. But the Jezebel spirit, a lot of people think, oh, that's women. Women have the Jezebel spirit. But no, no, they don't. It's men, too. Men can have that spirit the same as women, by the way. So don't let that throw you. But what exactly is a Jezebel spirit? Well, for one reason, you can. here's how you can really recognize a Jezebel spirit. Jezebel... Originally, she was involved in religion, and she had her own set of prophets, you know, and that kind of thing. And so today, how Jezebel works is if you see a church, and maybe maybe I'm going to hit a nerve with you today, but if you are involved in a church that has the attitude of, it, well, if we cut back some of this Jesus stuff, we might get more people in here. And so they're the kind of people that want to take the cross down and put something else up because it's offensive and the pure message of christ they want to bring the world into the church okay there i said it and they want to diminish the message of the gospel and jesus and the pure message and they want to bring in things to bring the world in like it's, it's kind of like, oh, if we could just repackage God, I think we could sell him better. And I'm like, you know what? God doesn't need to be repackaged, okay? He's he's awesome all by himself. Amen. I, amen. I was just going to say that. 
And so this is the Jezebel spirit. If you detect this going on, better run for the back door <laughs> and don't let the hip door hit you on the way out. This is dangerous, okay? Very dangerous. So we see a lot of uh, deliverance in the Bible. And so we have to be on our toes now detecting these spirits and boy, can the religious spirits, they come with all sorts of twisted scripture. That Remember that group, Twisted Scripture? <laughs> so, um, Twisted Sister. <laughs> <laughs> twisted Sisters and Brothers. <laughs> so we've really got to detect these. Now, how do we do that? Well, we get close to the Lord. We surrender fully to him, like we mentioned earlier. And we get into regular Bible reading. Now, I'm not talking about legalism. I'm talking about discipline. And as disciples, we need to be disciplined, and we need to get help with that so that we continue to read the Bible. The Bible is our sword of truth. And I just want to throw this out there for people to understand this. If you've ever known people who are working with money and they're trying to spot counterfeit money, Dina, they don't study all the counterfeits. They study the authentic. Amen. I like that. Right. They get to know the authentic so well that they can easily spot the counterfeits. And so that's what we as Christians have got to do. You've got to dig your heels down and get into that book and be led by the Holy Spirit and get to know the authentic word of God. And I'm telling you, when these things crop up, it's a whole lot easier to read something and go, nope, that's not right. And it says right here in this Bible, that is not right. But Christians, I'm sorry to say, have a tendency to want to follow every prophecy out there without doing some basic understanding of the Bible. And so they just want to follow all this stuff. And they're a lot of times they're just going to follow right down a rabbit hole. And you don't want to do that. I'm not against prophecy. Believe me, I'd be the first to tell you prophecy is God uses it. But he has warned us that there are false prophets in the world And we need to get into the Word of God first and foremost, and that's what we've got to do. And there's no way around it. You've got to roll up your sleeves and get into that book. I'm just saying, if it's difficult, then ask for help from the Lord, and He will give it to you. Yes, He will. And you also want to think of it as food. Like, you know how you fast? I don't know if you (laughs) miss a meal or something. You get really hungry, right? Well, that's the Bible's food. Jesus said himself that um, we need to live by every single word of God because he is the, that's our bread. That he's our food and and our water. Like you wouldn't go several days without water, right? Because you'd be dehydrated. So you start to get hungry. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So your uh, Bible, the word of God is our food and our water and our sword. Yeah. It's nourishment. Exactly. And so, right, and here's the great thing about the Bible, it is the most unique document in the world in that it is alive, and God uses it to communicate. It's fantastic. Let me give you an example. You may be having a certain thing going on in your life, and he can take you 
that day you pick up the Bible, you do your reading, and it's talking about your situation. It's like, how does he do this, you know? And so I'll give you a little testimony of discernment of spirits having to do with false prophecy and teaching. I am very busy, and I almost never spend a lot of time going around reading a whole lot of other prophetic things. But one time the Lord led me to somebody. And this individual had a website that looked so authentic. Dina had letters from the Lord. It looked like the real deal. And I'm sure a lot of people believe this to be the case. Mm -hmm. But amazing that got me to the website and then took me deep into this individual's website to a page There's no way I would have ever gone to it except God led me to it. And so deep into this website, I come to a page where the man is talking all about how there is no hell. Oh, boy. Right. He's literally, you know, writing this whole dissertation about how there's no hell. It doesn't exist. And I just went, wow. How could he even say that? Even Jesus spoke about hell. Oh, he talks about hell extensively uh, throughout the Bible. But I was just stunned. I was really stunned because this website looked so very convincing. And yet, this was, obviously, this was a, a point of contention with the Lord because he took me right to this page. And so that was definitely something he wanted me to see. It came up. It actually came up that people would promote this particular ministry and on our pages and when i would see it i'd be like oh no we can't have that right so i would have not known that otherwise so god is wanting to reveal truth to us always wow that's amazing i just can't get over that i mean yeah it is it's incredible it's just so important um, it's basically saying you can live any way you like and there's not going to be any punishment. You're going to go to heaven. No penalty. The no penalty zone, I guess, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So that's a little bit about the whole concept behind discerning of spirits. And God has many ways of revealing that distinguishing spirits, which is basically between the Holy Spirit and all other evil spirits out there. So we need to rely on the Holy Spirit because... He knows everything, and we don't, (laughs) so we need him. We need him badly, and especially in this late hour, things are really dicey out there, and so we can't operate without him. And don't think you can. Don't think you can do it. So you need to get in tight and close to the Lord and not mess around right now. This is not the time to mess around. So... Let's move on to some other things that we read in this passage. We talked a little bit about healing. Well, let's go ahead and take a look at the word of knowledge and the word of wisdom. Not a tremendous amount about those things in the Bible. Word of wisdom, I believe, is really about God revealing things in the scripture and understanding and He's done some really fantastic revelational things in my Bible study. I'll just give you an an example of that. So one time he 
lined up two separate parables and showed these two parables to me, which I would have never, I would have never put these together. But there's the parable about the rich man where he comes to Jesus and he wants to know what he can do to be saved and right with God. And remember, the Lord says, well, sell everything and that's how. And he was a rich man and he couldn't handle that. So he walked away. Do you remember Mm -hmm. that parable? Yep. And so the Lord showed me that parable where Jesus says to sell everything. And then the next he takes me to is the parable of the prodigal son. Now, in the scripture, the prodigal son, he goes off, he gets his inheritance from his father early, and then he goes off and squanders it, right, Mm -hmm. on all sorts of evil. And he ends up in a mess. He ends up in the pig pretty much eating food that the pigs are eating on the farm that he's on and dawns on him that he could do better if he went home and worked with his father's servants, okay? So he's heading home, and what happens? The father, who represents God in that story, by the way, with regard to the prodigal, and aren't we all prodigals, basically? I just love this story. (laughs) It's a great story. One of my favorites. He doesn't wait for the prodigal to get to the house. He runs out to him and greets him on the road, which is, I love that. I love that so much. It tells us so much about the love of God for us. But he's running out there, and he doesn't just run out there and greet him. He gives him a ring. He gives him a party. You know, they have a big party, and he gives him a a robe. And so the Lord shows me these two separate parables. And one might even question, well, is God double-minded? Because in one case, he says to the rich man, sell everything, get rid of everything. But over here, he's giving the prodigal stuff. He's giving him the ring, the robe, (laughs) and a party. Mm -hmm. And so the question might be, well, what gives here? And is God going to take things from us or give them to us? And so the lesson here, the comparing of these two things, is it was about the heart all along. It's about the heart. Amen. And so the bottom line is God's not against the ring or the robe or the party. He is looking for the heart that is for him. And so it's not about the stuff. It's about the heart. And that's just like a word of wisdom, basically, you know, where God is going to show us something in his scripture that you couldn't put together in a million years <laughs> if it wasn't for the Holy Spirit Amen. revealing it. And so I get excited about these kinds of things because we need God. We need him to teach us what we need to know and where he's coming from. Amen. And and he's so, so that, he's so comforting too. Exactly. I love everything that he's about and what he represents and the more you get into the bible the more you're going to understand who he is and uh, i always say you cannot know who you are until you understand your creator that's right and why he created you you'll never understand who you are and why you exist and so that's why we have to learn about god in order to learn about ourselves That's right. And if, you know, as Susan said earlier, having a hard time getting into the word, if you truly 
ask God to give you a desire to read his word, he will. I've been a Christian for a while now and I've had some dry spells and I had to go to him and be like, God, um, you know, I don't, you know, you just got to be honest. I really don't feel like reading it, but I know that I need to. Did you know I did that once? And he had me start at the beginning of the book of Genesis. <laughs> so <laughs> I've just started reading it and seeing things in it that I, you know, I've read it before. I've, you know, read the Bible several times, you know, and he's given me something new every time. It's like, well, yeah, yeah he, he's just, he does a, that. he's amazing. He's just amazing. And his word is amazing. So don't be afraid to be honest with God because he already knows. But sometimes we just, we need to um, tell him vocally how we're feeling and where we're at. And he, he really will help you. He really will. Well, and besides, you know, we have an enemy that doesn't want us to read that book, uh, I might mention, and will create all types of distractions to get us away from it. Yes, but, he will. Yes, he will. Oh, yeah, definitely. But put your phone away when you're getting ready to read your, your Bible. <laughs> oh, yeah, put the thing away. Put it in a drawer somewhere. <laughs> but... <laughs> I, here is what I tell people, just a little tip on Bible reading. So many people think that more is better, and they just sit down and they read 10 chapters, and they think, boy, I just read 10 chapters. But then you ask them, what'd you read? They don't even know what they read. Yeah. And so I say less is more, because if you just commit to three chapters a day and really focus on the material you're going to get more out of it and isn't that that's the goal is to get the understanding and not just say oh i was able to put 10 chapters away and the other thing i tell people is sometimes i'll run across the chapter that i read it and i go i just i don't even know what i just read it, i can't even get this so instead of reading three chapters like i normally would I will read that one chapter three times. There you go. And do you know that by the third read, usually it starts to make sense to me. And so I think people shouldn't beat themselves up so much about, I got to get all this read, you know? <laughs> yeah, just take it little by little. Take notes, study the words, ask mm -hmm. God. We, you know, he has provided in this day and age so many tools so we you know we've got bible dictionaries we have commentary we have um you know we can read it in greek or we can read it in uh, hebrew to get the original meaning there's just so many tools at our disposal right now so um yeah and, and read it little by little yeah you don't have to go and read you know um like what you were saying susan you know 10 chapters in one day you know, um, if it takes, you know, one chapter or one scripture or, you know, whatever, you're not in a race. This is for you well, and the Holy Spirit. Well, I say just picture like a gourmet meal, a fine gourmet meal, and you just are like savoring the moment, right? You're just yes. like one bite at a time. It's amazing. And you're just enjoying that meal. Well, that's how the Bible should be. It's, it's a gourmet meal and you want to savor the moment and really read it. And I think God will really open it up to you. If you look at it from that perspective. I like that gourmet meal. Yeah, 
he's got a lot of great stuff in there. And, oh, we've talked about this before. It's like an onion, the Bible. You know, you just keep, it's layered. And yes, you can read, I'm telling you, you can read a chapter eight times or however many. And then one day you pick that up and you read it. And it's just like, I never saw that before. Yeah. It's just so amazing. And so that was the day that he wanted to download that information for you. Yeah, and then, that's how sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Then you're like, how did I miss that, God? Oh, I've, I this has happened to me on so many occasions. And it, it wasn't that I was blind or anything. It was just that what I he wasn't ready to reveal that to me. And that's how he is. He, and so that's why people read the Bible like one time. Like I, I read the whole Bible and that's it. They put it on the shelf with the other books. And it's like, no, no, it's this. This book is different. This is a book that is living document. And we've got to keep going back for more. Amen. Amen. <laughs> well, Again, I wanted to talk a little bit further about the words of knowledge. We talked about words of wisdom. Again, there's not a whole lot in the Bible about this concept, but words of knowledge is like a gift. It's a spiritual gift. And in my situation, I was praying, I'll give you an example. It's when you get a piece of information about another individual and you don't know anything about them and God reveals something about a circumstance or an individual and there was this one time I was praying over a young man I didn't really know him previously and the Lord spoke to me and he gave me a word pistol the word pistol and I said to the young man I said does the word pistol mean anything to you? And, oh, man, he hung his head down like, you know. And he said, yeah, he had been kidnapped by a couple guys. Oh, wow. Yes. And they held a gun to his head. And they were going to kill him. Oh, wow. And by the grace of God, he they didn't do this thing. And he got away. And the Lord wanted me to give him a message that God saved him and he saved him for himself. I mean, for God to work for him. And so so that was the incredible message that God had for him. And so that was definitely a word of knowledge because I didn't know anything about that incredible situation. And the Lord had revealed that. Wow. So, yeah. And I had another instance that was really something this was like whoa I was with some people for dinner and they were so gracious and everything and they wanted us to all pray together after the meal and I was praying over this husband it was husband and wife right and I was praying over the husband and it's kind of funny but I'll tell I'll tell you the story I heard the Lord say the word racing and I did not want to bring it up because I thought oh boy maybe he's involved in gambling or something and the wife doesn't know I I was thinking something like that this is not gonna go well okay (laughs) (laughs) we had a nice meal and I believe the Lord I didn't want to do it I did not want to I was like I was balking and the Holy Spirit said, just say it. And I said, 
does the word racing mean anything to you? (laughs) And he like immediately put his head down and his wife started jumping up and down like she was so happy. And apparently the way the story goes is he had gotten involved in watching racing shows. I don't know what it was about, but he was with a group of guys and they would watch racing shows and he had gotten away from it because he felt it was interfering with his Christian walk and his time with the Lord, basically. Mm-hmm. And so his group was trying to get him back and he was thinking about going back and apparently God didn't want him to go back to this. So, and the wife didn't either, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> And so this was really awesome. I mean, the Lord was trying to say, no, you don't want to do this. And that's wonderful. Yeah, it was like a word of knowledge. And it was it ended up happily. But I can remember the Lord saying, just say it. I was like, okay. (laughs) So that was an awesome story. Awesome story. And we have talked about some other things. We've talked about dreams in our spiritual gifts series, and we've talked about interpretation of tongues, but we haven't spoken of interpretations of dreams, which is, I believe, another gifting, because a lot of people have dreams that they feel have a meaning from the Lord, but they have no clue, and sometimes someone who is prophetic can get an interpretation of the dream, and so I'm going to read this, because this actually did happen one time, so I'll just read this real quick won't take long so i have a friend named benson and he wrote me about his dream and he wondered what it might mean and so here's his dream that he sent me he says last night i had a dream where i was in a bedroom and there was a large window i looked through as i looked through the window i saw big white clouds as the clouds parted i saw a big white moon And later, I saw a white figure of a man, and he said it looked like Jesus, with a crown on his head, but I was unable to see the details of his face. And so he was wondering, what could this possibly mean? And so I prayed about it, and this is what the Lord said. He said, this is the meaning of the dream. I am coming like a thief in the night. When you are most likely not expecting me, that is when I will appear. I will come and remove my betrothed. The hour approaches. Tarry not in making preparations for my new arrival, or excuse me, near arrival. I am your Lord. I come in the night like a thief. And then 1 Thessalonians 5 says, But of the times and the seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you, for yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night, for when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. Amen. And so that was really an interesting dream and interpretation. That goes back to the scripture where we're comparing a spiritual thing to a spiritual thing back in 1 Corinthians 2, 13 through 15. Amen. And this is exactly how the Lord teaches by comparing these spiritual gifts to another spiritual gift. And so without the spiritual gifts, we can't really get all this understanding from the Lord. And that's why 
the lukewarm church is in trouble because they will disallow the Holy Spirit to come in. They teach against the spiritual gifts. And so they're missing all this information from God. And they're in trouble, by the way. Big trouble. Well, he's going to spew them out of his mouth. Right. That's exactly what's going to happen. They're going to be without their robes prepared. They're going to be without their oil lamp filled. And they're going to be in trouble. They're going to be shut out into the cold and boy is it going to be cold because then the antichrist it comes on the scene and wouldn't want to be there okay (laughs) well you guys we're seeing things right now that you know in other countries here in the u.s a little bit but definitely in other countries that i did not think that we would see so Uh take Uh what's happening in australia in austria Uh And you know what I'm talking about. And take those mm-hmm. things and it's going to be a hundred times worse during right, the tribulation. Because, right. Because the restrainer is here and restraining evil. And um, once the restrainer is pulled out of the way, then all bets are off. I mean, the Antichrist is going to reign supreme at that point as far as over the earth. And it's not going to be a pretty place at all. Not at all. No, and if you don't like to be told what to do now in the United States and and if you're in another country, oh, just wait. There's going to be some things that whether if you don't do it, you're going to basically be beheaded. That'll be that'll be it according to the Bible and yeah. there's no reason not to believe this is going to happen because everything else is lying right now. Well, incredibly. yeah. We're seeing precursors of that right now. We're seeing and that right it, now. It's not like any of this is a big surprise because God foretold it all in the Bible and it's pretty much all coming together exactly as he said it would. That's and right. so no surprises. It'll carry on into, you know, each fruition. And so in closing on this program today, I want to just mention the gift of the spiritual gift of faith. Amen. Which is a wonderful gift. And if you have experienced any of the other gifts, this is definitely going to build your faith. There's no question that if God shows up to you and through other spiritual gifts, that your faith is going to go shoot through the roof as far as believing that God is real, he's alive today, and he cares about you. And He wants you to be right and ready for what's coming next. So get close to the Lord, focus on him, and these things shall follow. Amen. And enjoy him. He enjoys you. Enjoy God. How can you do that? Amen. Getting in his word. You can joke with God. You can have a good time with God. God has a sense of humor. You know, you can, you know, I joke with him sometimes and I could almost, you know, hear him laughing. You know, um, worship him. Get into praise and worship. Um, I told the story a long time ago where, you know, for a week I'd say, God, you're amazing. And a week later, somebody showed up um, and uh, where I worked and wrote, God thinks you're amazing. You know, I was saying it to (laughs) him and he was saying it back to me. So he has a sense of humor. And I was kind of, you know, I was praising him, but I was kind of, you know, whatever playing with him having fun with god Mm -hmm. you can have fun with god enjoy him i know people all the time they say oh look god sings like we do and he laughs like we do i'm like no we laugh like he does and we sing like he does (laughs) (laughs) 
Amen. <laughs> well, Susan, I want to thank you again for um, teaching us and sharing with us. I just, I love these recordings and um, I just want to say thank you. And uh, I want to thank everybody for watching. Susan, did you want to say anything? Actually, I just want to say, please share this because we're so busy with our other projects and actually this project that we really don't do a lot of promotion. We're kind of counting on our viewers to help us out. And here's my challenge is maybe you can think of one other person in your life that might really like the videos and you could share it with, or maybe you could think of like more than one. We just challenge you to pass this on to at least one other person because we we just don't have time to promote these, but we really would like to get them out to people. And uh, so we thank everyone so much for coming and being part of what we're doing a couple times a week. And Dina can tell you all the places that we are now on. Yes, we have a podcast on Anchor, Google, Spotify, Apple. I also upload these videos to Rumble and BitChute and uh, Facebook, of course. We are on Facebook and Twitter and Telegram and Gab, Parler and Getter, USA.life. We're everywhere. So help us out by sharing these. Come and visit us. Leave your comments below this video. I love, we love hearing from you. And um, thank you so much for watching you guys and listening. And we will see you soon.